Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I know. It's Tuesday night. It's been a cracking start. An absolute cracking start. For the week two edition of... Week two finals edition of Lace Out. The great man, Chris Pepper. The Port Adelaide superstar, Jamie Wallace. Look at the young man. He's excited. He's pumped. He's chubs far quarry tonight. It's preliminary final week. It's the fans final. Two games. Four teams enter. Two teams out. Going to the big dance the week after. I'm excited. I'm pumped. We're driving our heads. Motorhead driving our way to finals football action. But before we get into a massive night of lace out, I have to welcome him. And I'm telling you what now, listeners, this guy is nervous. Jamie Wallace, how are you, great man? Just some magic news that we experienced last week. Feedspot.com has uh, listed us as number four out of the top 25 AFL podcasts you should get onto in 2020. I'm amazed by that. That's, that's just the hard work. And you know what? If you haven't had a chance, subscribe to us. Like I said, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, we're there. And if you're listening to us now in the car, at home, having a shave, doing the dishes, thank you very much because without you, we're, we're not going to be here every single week doing what we love football-wise. <sighs> Mate, so much to talk about. It's uh, We've got... Well, let's just get let's just get into it. It all happens this week, mate. It all happens this week. Mm. We saw what happened on uh, last last week. The cats absolutely smashed the pies. Didn't that put a yes. smile? Didn't that put a smile on your face? Oh, so good. And the Tigers beating the Saints. So that means that we've got the Friday night game: Port Adelaide versus the Tigers at the House of Stouch, the Adelaide Oval. And then moving into the Saturday night game. The Brisbane Lions versus Geelong. The winners of these games will be going to the big dance, the coup de grace, Saturday week at the Gabba for the first ever night grand final to announce and also crown the 2020 AFL champion. Mm, I like it. I like it. I'm excited. I'm pumped. This, this is the cream, Pips. This is yep. the cream that rises to the top. We yep. get, we get, we talk about ladder positions. We talk about that, but inadvertently, we always end up right now with the four best teams of the year, anyway. So I'm well, excited. Well, it's the first time I think since 2016 that the top four teams have made the final four. So that is amazing. Um, so it's good to see, and I'm really, I'm genuinely excited for some great football this week because. Can Couple I be, of swingers can, we are actually. Can I can I, can I be honest? And yeah, listeners, honest. viewers, Put agree with me line. or not? Last week's games were poo. <laughs> <laughs> it was such boring football. The Friday yeah. night game, the Richmond Tigers versus the Saints. Yeah. That was a snooze fest. Right. But I couldn't take my eyes off the Collingwood, the Collingwood Geelong game just to see if Collingwood would actually Kick a goal before half time. Yeah, I think they were channeling Melbourne two thousand and eighteen in Perth. <laughs> That's how bad they were. They were putrid. They were putrid. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, look, I'll just say it was absolutely two demolitions, more like semi-lutions, of Tigers and Cats thumping wins. Did it say more about the winners, or did it say more about the losers? Your thoughts, Jamie? I think it. I think it spoke to. I think I spoke to the winners. Like, we knew 
we knew that the Tigers were good. They had a loss against a tough team in Brisbane, up in Brisbane. And we know the Cats are good. We know they were good. And they had and did exactly what everyone sort of expected in the end anyway. Probably not to that extent. I mean, that, that's, <laughs> that was extreme. They pants them. Absolutely they, pants them. They couldn't miss, though. This, this disproves it. Good old JP's come in with the worst Collingwood performance since I can remember. The Cats were still good. Yes, the, were, the Cats were good. But Collingwood, they were poo with a capital P. All right. So are we? Um, so that is that. Um, no, it's not. What do you know? What do you think? Well, I think. Look, I think St Kilda got as far as they could. Yeah, they held their heads up high. They tried. They just couldn't get over. The, they just couldn't get over the next step. You know, Richmond were just were just too good. Yeah. And all the all the usual suspects turned up and played. Great games. Dusty just turned it on again. Lynch. Oh, we're going to talk about Lynchy very, very shortly. But they all just they all just did what they had to do, Richmond. They got over the mark. Now they're going to be playing this week. Yeah. But what the uh, Cats did, that was yeah. special. And did you notice that um, the AFL version of Ugly Kid Joe, uh, couldn't, couldn't do it for the third week? Bloody kids. <laughs> Couldn't do it for the third one. And what I mean by Ugly Kid Joe is, is like, we, we know there's lots of one-hit wonders. Yeah. Okay. But there are some bands that were two-hit wonders. And Ugly Kid Joe was a two-hit wonder with the yeah. cats in the cradle and everything about you, right? <laughs> well, the AFL's version of a two-hit wonder was Mason Cox. He's only played two decent games in his whole career. He couldn't do it for the third. Couldn't hit the charts for the third time. When you're getting Bronx cheers in the fourth quarter from people in Brisbane – you know you're having an absolute tripe of a game. They were. Uh, they were, in a capital W, woeful. They were what, woeful. What was funnier, Collingwood's scoreline or Eddie's face? Oh, I reckon the funniest was his son. Have you ever seen his son's face sitting next to his dad thinking, I, I do not want to be in the same room with this guy tonight? Yeah. Dad, take me out to the Pink Flamingos and just leave me there. <laughs> just leave me at the Flamingos. Take me to the same place that you that, that the uh, Richmond Wolves oh, went to. Hollywood. Take oh. to Hollywood. Or, or he could have just gone back to the Western Bulldogs room and had a party there. Oh. Um, all right. So let's – are we going to give our audiences the big D? Oh, now? yeah. No, in a moment. In a moment. I've got a couple of things I just have to get off my chest before we okay. give them the big D. All right. The first one. What about this bloke? He's a favourite of mine. Our Hogan's hero. <laughs> Jesse Hogan copping an $8,000 fine because he was a little bit toey and invited one of the ladies back to his house breaching COVID and copping an $8,000 fine. Yeah. Can't blame the bloke. He's been up in the hub. Can't do anything. All right. He's, he's self-reported. He's self-reported. I reckon he was self-reporting quite a fair bit up there in the hub, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and then had to come back and do something... Had to come and do back, get someone, get someone across the line. It's cost him eight grand. Oh, jeez. He could, he could have gone out and got it for a lot less than that. Yeah. That's a high price, Hogan. That is, an un, that is a very expensive <laughs> night out, isn't it? That's, I wouldn't know. I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> wouldn't know, mate. 20, 24 years, a very, very, very happy man. So the Hogan is uh, there, but it is time for the Big D, everybody. It's Big D night. So Lace Out is giving yes. you Big D night. We've been hanging to give you the D all year. Yes. 
yes. and it's time to give you the D. Yes. So tell us if you like a bit of D on the chat. Or... I got my family talking in the background. Shut up, family. Yeah, freaking frustrating. Okay, J-Dog, tell us what Big D night is. Oh, Big D night, Pips. <laughs> I love it. Big D night is where we just talk about nothing but D situations. I love it. You and I came up with this at 7.55, so... <laughs> We did. A lot of preparation went into this one, but it's all about every topic is going to start with the big D. All right. Let's go into it. Lots to talk about. And if you've got a question for us, throw it on the chat. Like I said, every single week, throw it on the chat. But it's got to give us with a bit of D. We want some D. Who's your big D for tonight? All right. My first, my big D I want to start with, Peps. Yep. Is a Dagoe. Oh. Dagoe? Does he de stay? Does he de go? Does he is he worth the money? Dagoe is delirious. <laughs> he's a dipstick. If he thinks he's a good the player. Oh, oh crikey. How does this bloke think he's worth a million dollars a year? It's it's a it's that's premium money for a guy who's gonna win you a game. This guy will will win you a game one in every six or seven. Oh, if that. I reckon it was the best comment I've ever heard is that if you're going to ask for that type of money, you need to be turning up every single week and dominating. Your Bontempelli's, your Martins. Who? Your 30-plus your 30 possession Oh, 30-plus. He's got to be kicking 30 and kicking four if you want that type of money every week. Yeah. And then some, and then, uh, then John O'Brown came out and said, yeah, but did you see the way he destroyed the 2018 finals? Oh, that was like two years ago. It's like Mason Cox coming. It's like, oh, well, there you go. There's another. There's another two hit wonder. <laughs> oh, he's delirious. He's not even going to be in that ballpark figure, and he's setting himself up for failure. He doesn't have a manager. No. What would you be doing if you were his manager, saying, "Mate, pull your head in a bit"? Well, I don't know. Like, do, like to go, he, you don't pay a million dollars for a half forward for for, for a half anchor. No. Nah. You pay a million dollars for your team you'd build someone around, your, your sentiment. <laughs> well, actually, Carlton apparently paying $850, 850 grand for a halfback flanker who wants to play midfield. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably give him about four weeks and realise he can't actually play it. That's but true. Well, yeah, not going, to be, not going to be good there. Uh, we've lost your camera, but that's all right. I don't know where you've disappeared to. Uh, yeah, they, they've got no idea, absolutely no idea why you're paying that much money. No, it's crazy. And, and here's the thing, right? The salary cap's going to be going down next year. We spoke about this last week. A lot of players c- cannot get the money that they want. It's just unfortunate for what's happened. Yeah. You're just going to get, hey, you know what? Go play somewhere else. Go play in another league. Yeah. Oh, that's right. None of them are playing at the moment. You're not going to get yes. that type of money. So just just deal with it and then maybe go for a yeah. two-year two or something. But, yeah, he's a shocker. He's He's got no idea. Yeah. Absolutely no idea. So what... what, what- What's his worth? What's he worth, Pep? Uh, oh. Current market. Current sevens? Oh, really? Okay, yeah, that's higher than, than I thought. No, nah, well, he's, he, you saw what he did the week before when they beat West Coast. Like, he had a stunning last quarter. He, he's, he can turn the game on its head like that. So he is worth decent money. And also, he's a fa- the fans love him. Like, he's going to bring people through the gates when we can eventually go back into the gates. Yeah. Uh, so you've got that aspect of it, but when you, when you say seven, you saying you saying seven to eight, or are you nah, saying seven nah, to six fifty? Nah, nah, seven sevens. There's okay. no there. I can't go seven seventy five to eight twenty five. How about that? 
<laughs> I, don't okay. th- I don't think he can do it. No, I just don't think he's worth the money. And if anyone wants to play, take a punt on him, look, what are you going to get for seven seven fifty? Would you rather who's, would you rather take for that money, um, Saad or Dugowie for that type of money? For my team or just any player? For any team. Player? You look at the you look at the people that are wanting to move. I'd, still, I'd probably still take Dugowie to be honest. With you, you would. Yeah, yeah, I think it depends think, on what you need, though. It's a halfback. He's a halfbacker. So I, I, I just have I have no value on halfbackers. I am so sorry. I'm biased, but halfbackers are not worth the Bitcoin. Anyway, okay. Anyway, let's move forward. Okay, what's your next D? Because it's D night, everybody. If you've just it tuned in, it's D night, and we're giving you lots of D here on Lace Out, the number um, one podcast this side of the Westgate Bridge. Let's talk about the Trelaw. <laughs> <laughs> The Trelaw. Oh, the Love Machine. Uh, the Baby. The Baby. The family. Uh, the Under the Thumb. So the story there is his, his, uh, his partner has signed with the Brisbane Firebirds for 10 months next season. Going to be living up and playing in the Brisbane team, netball team. Young baby. One is stuck in Melbourne. Young fella. Baby and mother are up in Brisbane. It is a lot to put on a young player to expect to stay in Melbourne. But the question is, Peps, this is a professional professional league. These are professional people. Do you just suck it up for the 10 months because you're both on good money or does the Trelaw make the move to Brisbane right. and make a life change? That is a, that is a gun question. I was, trying, I was trying to go D there. He's trying to throw some D. <laughs> this is a tough one. He's already this done is it. a tough one. <laughs> well, that's what's got him in this problem in the first place. So I think that the challenge with this one is is that you're, they're right, they're both on good money. Now, if he's going to get a contract up there at Gold Coast, which I don't think they're offering one at this stage. No. no. Um, you know, there would be a bit of fly in, fly out. Yeah. But they, you can't do that at the moment. And if he's going to go up there, it's going to be a 14-day. We don't even know what's going to be happening this time next year. Jeez, uh, yep. oh, look. If you can't put your career on hold, but you can't put hers on hold either. I'd hate to be put in this situation. At Collingwood, oh, hang on, no, I'll say that again. Out of Brisbane and Gold Coast, which team is in a position to maybe negotiate that? That, that oh, happening. Gold Coast. Gold Coast. And if Gold okay. Coast got a Trelaw, boom, it would be a bit of... He's on fire! There would be <laughs> boom shakalaka if he got across the line because that would be sensational. That would be. That would be sensational. Boom shakalaka! So like we know, like we've seen with, with Essendon this year, we've seen this repeated throughout many, many, many years. Is it worth taking the punt and getting something while he's worth something or making him holding him to his contract and not trying to instigate a deal if he comes to you? I think if he comes to you. Uh, but the thing is that there's a lot of people who want to go up to the Gold Coast. Apparently Rory Atkins wants to go up there, but he's not going to be on massive money. They're going to have to pay people up there. And mm. They wouldn't have a lot of people. They would not have a lot of people on big money up there at Gold Coast. Think about it. There wouldn't be. All their gun players are young. Oh, I, and I their agree. First two, so they've got to spend the money. I reckon that would be, and it would be from a professionalism standpoint, perfect for what they need. Could you imagine having a midfield of Anderson, Raul, 
uh, Trelaw in there, Atkins in there as well too. Then you've got Rankin. It, they're starting to build, getting that that experience yeah. and that youth. I reckon it'd be a, it'd be. Listen, you could spend eight hundred grand on the Growy. <laughs> you, you get my drift, okay? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd 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 have a crack. What's the worst thing that you can have? You know, what's well, the worst thing it, that you get out of it? Well, that line that you've just rattled off for me there. Yep. In the Gold Coast has turned my has turned my P and power into a D. That is, that's how good that midfield line sounds. Sexy, isn't it? It is sexy. All right, let's move on to the next one. Um, What about the, uh, just want to throw a bit out there, a bit of deplorable uh, rumour mongering. Have you heard about what might have happened up in the Gold Coast with a certain Geelong Geelong player with a trainer? And uh, having his lights uh, punched out by a certain uh, full forward, duh. No, Peps, I actually haven't heard this one. Well, I'm not going to go into it too much. If you get on the uh, the Google and do a bit of a search, or on Bigfooty, uh, a certain r- curly redhead who runs really, really fast mm-hmm. uh, apparently is um, hooked up with a one of the female trainers. While he's been up in Dahab, mm-hmm. and has basically told his wife, oh. wife, oh, and uh, that he's not coming back. Oh. Now this is all rumor, and I'm just going by with the rumor. I have not mentioned any the names, oh. but it's a, not a good a situation. And you thought it would, it would, one of these would eventually occur, but that's another good. <laughs> That's a not a good. Uh, are we talking about AFL or schoolies? Uh, well, this guy does play like a toolie. So, he's look, he's had a couple of good weeks, uh, but I think he's very over, uh, overrated, if you know what uh, I mean. But no. we're not going to go on to it too much. We're going down the, uh, the Jack Higgins rumour from last season. Oh, the Jack Higgins rumour? Uh, the the rants in Jack Higgins rumour. You know this one. I don't know that one. No, I'm not going to talk about it. Anyway, let's move oh, on. Oh, you need to go and do rumours. All right, next one. Hit me with... Oh, can I ask, can I bring my, one guy up? Can I bring one person up? Sure. The, the Angerfield. Okay. Did he take the piss on Friday? <laughs> Did he just take the piss out of Collingham? Like, yep. you know, there's a, there's a couple of people on the chat tonight and they've, uh, they've played some football with me and they've seen me kick a couple of uh, check sides from the boundary line. Oh, no but I did it. I did it like 15 years apart. He did it 15 minutes apart in the same spot. <laughs> those, those and the first, the first one was this one, and the second one was he should have gone too. He was that was just gold. I am I am impartial to a banana. Oh, I like a bit of banana. There's nothing like a bit of banana check side. No. It is oh good. shit. He was an abs- that was just gold. He he lit it up like I gave him a bit of stick during the week because I said, "No, his field kicking's not that flash." He was just kicking him from behind the boundary line, making me look like a fool. He probably, <laughs> he probably um, you know, like when they listen to their headphones before the game to fire them up. Yeah. I reckon Danger had like the, the snippet of me saying that he's a bad field kick and uh, he's overrated and hasn't done anything in finals. He just had that playing on loop. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, cra- I'm taking the credit for getting him across the line. Yep. Yep. Well, you should. Take, take all the credit you want. Oh, he was fantastic. He was absolutely sensational. Right. What's the next one, mate? Um, do we want to talk about decapitated? Oh, decapitated. 
Yes. Oh, Leonardo Decapitated. Oh, Leonardo Decapitated by Decapitan. <laughs> so Trent Cotchin obviously decided oh. to um, take take old uh, Zach Jones' head <laughs> clean off his shoulder, twist it off. Oh. He, was, he, he was popping bottles, like just... <laughs> He thought it was a big bottle, and he just ripped his head off. I, think, I thought he thought he was a freaking giant Pez dispenser. <laughs> Tried to get a lolly out of him. <laughs> How did he not get pulled up on that? Like, there's been not even a there, fifty. Not even there's a 50 not even there. a fifty. <laughs> he thought he was one of those toys that goes. Oh. <laughs> that was gone. That was, the ball, the ball has moved on, and he still decides to just. Mate. Right by the head and then twist him. Even back. if you're a Richmond supporter, you've got to admit that was that was pretty average. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was, and for, and, and for hey. him, and then for him to give these ones, and then all big Dusty <laughs> Martin and his and his boyfriends come in to protect him. <laughs> oh, it's, it's the woeful. It was the um, woeful, disgusting. Hey, oh. history of it, history of it. Oh, he, he's a thug. He, he's they're going to lose this week. Richmond are going to lose this week, and it's going to be the funniest thing ever. Because they are they are too decocky. So whilst we're De-cocky. talking about whilst we're talking about uh, the the tigers, <laughs> let's talk let's talk about the Denis drop on <laughs> Dougal Howard's neck. <laughs> Lynchy, how many chances does this guy have? Five. He's had five incidents five. brought up to match review. Oh, this season five this season five Not this even- season. Not even five, whatever. Aren't the AFL going to come down on this sort of stuff and say, "Listen, if you, if you, you know, do stupid things, we're going to fine you, and if you get three fines, you get suspended." The old system, he'd be in a lot of trouble. The old oh. carryover system, but this new system, which is individualized oh, per whatever, it's, it's dumb. It's just uh, dumb. Dumb. It, dumb. But the AFL shot themselves in the foot when they didn't give him weeks earlier in the season. So if they weren't going to give him weeks for what he did then, they're not going to be able to give him weeks for now. Yeah. Oh, look. Look, they play their footy on the edge, mate. They play their footy on the edge. We yeah. know that. And they, the AFL, as you said, flip-flops between uh, the potential to cause injury. We're going to give you weeks because we just saw with um, the St. Kilda guy got two weeks for it. Oh, God, now his name left me. Um, oh, anyway. Yes, I know. Yep. Uh I completely ben lost it. Ben Long, yeah, got two weeks for a potential that, that, that could have done something, but the player got up and ran away. Dougal Howard, yes, it didn't. It didn't <laughs> cause long-term injury, but it, but it potentially could have caused an issue. Oh no, no, no. The 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 um the head pull, the, the, the human, one, yeah, the human pez machine. That was worse. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. That no was doubt. worse. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, now, what well, has been brought up, there, uh, Richmond apparently have 100,021 paid-up members. Yeah. That's fantastic. Cats and dogs. It's going to make it a little bit – thank goodness they got those numbers in before the JobKeeper allowance went down because they would be in deep shit. <laughs> All right, let's talk about – let's talk about – let's talk about – well, do you want to talk about the Tigers or do you want to just talk about – the games this week. Oh, no, I want to talk about the trades. Oh, the trades. I want to talk about the trades. I like the trade talk. I like a bit of trade talk. Rejected. Um, we have we had to have had some news since our well, last We've had show. lots, mate. There's been that much stuff going on. Uh, 
100,000 wasted dollars this year. Tipping memberships cost more than $1, uh, Justo. So you're probably looking at 100 bucks each minimum. That's close to 10 mil. It's okay. All right. it's, not, it's not a mathematic class. It's all right. But well, good try, good try. You're out. You're out as well, so yeah. whatever. Yeah. Am I out? No. Yeah, you're out. No, it doesn't matter. Hey, um, there's been lots of things going on. So since last week, we've had we've had uh, Fantasia wants to go to South Australia. Yep. Okay. We've also had... Surprise. Uh, Who saw that coming? Oh, <laughs> over the last two years. Okay. Uh, the Crows have both copped their suspension, so we've seen that coming. Yep. Uh, we've got Jay, uh, Jai, I can't remember his name, from GWS. GWS wants to go to Sydney. Yeah. Uh, wants to go to Sydney. Wants to go to St Kilda yeah. as well too. So there's that one there. You've also got, um, you've also got Braden Bruce is going to GWS. We've also yes. got, jeez, uh, where else? What else is going on? Uh Brody Mychek oh, hasn't been offered sad. a contract. Oh, can Melbourne take him, please? What sad. about Ben Brown? Ben, I'll take them both. I take my check over Brown, though. Yeah, because he's probably going to cost you a lot less. Uh, they just, they just, there's just so much stuff going on at the moment. You've got players moving left, right, and centre. Players wanting to leave. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. Um, he's on fire. It is on fire. The trade chat at the moment. It is out of control and it's just going to get more and more heated up. Danaher His teams drop out. Yep. Danaher's gave his decision. He wants to go to Brisbane. Does anyone actually want to stay at Essendon? Oh. Well, they're talking about it's going to get a lot worse. They're talking about some Hurley and those players. As Hurley often. Hooker want to leave as well, too. It's okay. getting bad. Yep. Okay. Hately. Apparently, oh, Chol yeah. is playing at East Keeler next year. That's how, that's how, that's how oh, I take him. Um, yeah, it's, it's out of control. Hunter's going to Carlton. Lucky Hunter's going as well too, so there's another one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Gold Coast are chasing Nathan Broad. Look at all the rumours that are coming in on the chat tonight. It is out of control. It's, I can't wait to trade time. I haven't actually told Jamie this, but we are going to be uh, taking a week or two. Once the grand final, we do our grand final our review show will take a week or two's break, but we'll come back during the trade period just to do a bit of a recap and the shockers and what about the, uh, the ones that come yes. out of the field. Yeah, mate. The forgotten one. Who's the, the def- one? Who's the, the forgotten for- one? The forgotten one that you and I, I suppose we we're both pretty jealous of because our mate Tommy C is a St. Kilda through and through fan. Oh, Tommy C. Jack Loney, where's he gone? But he. He apparently is going to be offered a one-year contract at St. Kilda, but could be on the look for some more job security. Twenty-four, twenty-four years old. He's not a bad player. Oh, mate, apparently Billings as well might be uh, up there as well. Someone that they might uh, be getting rid of. Cockatoo, uh, N- Nakaya Cockatoo. They're all uh, apparently. Uh, apparently, this bloke might be. Um, this bloke Quint might, Quint no, Quint this bloke apparently might be. Uh, Quint is he can play? Could you imagine Kazai Pickett and Tip and Woody in the same forward line? Well, you could also have Narkle if you wanted to. Oh, why not? And then we're putting a tight cockatoo there. Yeah. Whew. Well, it's just, it's all happening. It's all happening. Don Pike 
is now going to be not a, not D for Don Pike is now going to be an assistant coach at Sydney. Good on him because he didn't have a good run at the Crows. It went downhill after we had that camp. <laughs> the camp <laughs> camps are no good. That's How why we, that, that's why your team refuses to go to them when they've been organised. We're smart. We 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 just don't go to camps. The demons we don't have them because we saw what happened at Adelaide, and we took it one step further by just not going at all. And we made finals. Yeah. Why not, eh? All right. Yeah. What else yeah. have you got there, my friend? What uh, else have you look, got this week? I want to give us some time. I've just been looking at the chat, and I don't have a list of all the panels of all the chats that come through. Yeah. But it looks like we've been getting a shitload of questions tonight. Is that about right? Mate, we've been getting a lot of things coming through tonight. So can we go through some of No. We're going to talk about the game first, and then we're going to have a question and answer time at the end all of right. the session. Okay. All right. Let's <laughs> talk about... All right, jeez, all right, jeez. Take it easy, mum. Take it easy, take it easy. All right. Okay, let's start with your mob. It's going to be Friday. All right, now we get serious. We put on, uh, strap on the big boy shirts and we start talking. This is the football preview. You're not going to get anywhere else. I'm on the Canadian clubs and you're on the Jack Daniels. We've gone with the the good stuff tonight. All right, let's go through it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Port Adelaide versus the Richmond Tigers, 7.50 p.m., Friday night, October 16, Adelaide Oval, South Australia. Uh, it's virtually, you can't split up at the moment. You're the slight favourite. You've had the week off. Whether that's going to be a benefit, whether it's not, we're not to see. Yep. You've, you've basically split the games over the last couple of, last couple, two out of three. Um, the form guide at the moment is you're first on the ladder for the entire season. You've won your last five. Richmond have won four out of the last five. Head to head, you're going better at the disposals. They have a slightly more inside 50 count. Clearances, you beat them in, and but they also have a lot more mark around the ground. So you're probably more of a run and gun where they uh, hit up targets around the ground and spread that way. There's, It's just a battle between a, a, a systemized defense that plays across the ground across against a team that just plays hard, fast, you know, breakneck speed football. Mm-hmm. Great forward line against a sensational back line. Midfield depth, my goodness gracious. The Titanic is not even that deep. That is how far the depth on these two teams goes. I'm really looking for a cracking game, and I just hope it's going to be a game that we can come back next week and we go, regardless of who wins or loses, I know that you want your mob to win, but we can come back and go, you know what? I'm bloody proud of those two teams, like we did with the first week of finals. Yes. That was a cracking week. And prelims, it just goes, it just takes it to another, just to another level and, I'm, I'm genuinely, genuinely excited for both these games, but this is the one I do have a vested interest in because my theory is simply this. Whoever wins this game will win the flag. Okay. Whoever wins this game wins the flag. I, I, even though Brisbane are up there in Geelong, I, I just think that these have been the best two teams all season and whoever wins this takes it out. Yeah. I, I would have thought that this um, two weeks ago was going to be the grand final. Yep. And... Now we get it as a prelim. We get it as a bit of a. It's it's good because it, you're going to have to beat the best to be the best anyway. So whether we play Richmond now, or we play them in the grand final. If we want to be that premiership team, we've got to play them sometime. Yeah. So this here is you've got one or two ways. If we beat the Tigers, I reckon we might come up short. We might play our grand final one week early. But if you beat the Tigers. Could go the other way, and you get so much confidence from the win. The difference with the two teams here is we are a very front press team. So what we do give up 
is we do give up goals over the back. What Richmond are very good at is getting the ball through. They're very good at carrying. They're very good at kicks. And they're very good at just those... I know you, you, they say you create your own luck, but every time the ball seems to bounce, it seems to bounce and ricochet in their favour. Yeah, and that's you, what they're very good at. They, they create a lot of one percenters. They put their opponents, uh, put their sorry teammates in positions. It's just the taps, it's the punches. It's all those little bits and pieces that stack up. Yeah. And they just do it week after week, year after year. The other difference that's just been brought up by um, Roscoe on the chat is that there's seven premiership players coming back from the last time they played. Yeah. So, in my eyes, they're just players. What? Because there's seven premiership players doesn't mean that they're any good. Marlon Plickett played one game and he's a premiership player. So, it doesn't really mean much to me, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> it's seven players. It's seven players. And you can only play who goes out there. Yeah. And these are the hardest games to win, the prelims. Anything yep. can happen grand final day once you're there, but you've got to be there. And so that's why that's why this is virtually the best weekend of football and the grand finals sometimes never live up to up to the, the situation. But um you know, if you ask me who's gonna win, honestly, I would love Port Adelaide to win. And I actually can see them winning. I actually can see them winning. I just think I don't know what I'm feeling at the moment. I've just I just Think that Richmond are getting a little bit in front of themselves. Okay. I just don't know what it is. It's just everything's gone right for them. Except for the loss. Which loss? To Brisbane. But don't worry about that. But everything okay. virtually has gone right for them. Yeah. They haven't had a bad one. The only time they had a bad one was when they got beaten by Mason Cox. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ugly kid Joe. Everything's coming up Millhouse. Yeah. So I just think that extra week off, the lack of travel, you've been at home. When was the last time you guys travelled, by the way? It's been a while now. Yeah. It's been, yeah, we played, we played one game in the since like September the 21st or something. Travelling teams are tired teams. And I think it's just going to, it's just going to take its toll. Yeah. And I'm really, Look, yeah, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. I think you're going to take this one out. Oh, look, I hope I hope we continue. I, th- I hope that our midfield continues to do what it does and they've got big bulls around the ball. Yeah. And I hope that that continues. The only place I sort of see that we're a bit weak is the back line against Richmond's two tall targets, Lynch and Rewalt. And I also see us with a positive, though, of having a better ruck setup than they have. But Richmond don't... Play to a ruck. No, they don't. You play two ruck, but you play two genuine ruckmen. Correct. You've done it for a while, and it's worked. Why change it? And I think that's a great thing about our game is is that you can play who you want to play, Mm. and that's why I don't like it when the AFL keep fanging around with the rules to try and suit what they want. Just leave the game as it is and let the tactics play out. Yeah, yeah. But even across the board, like you, 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 you beat them at contested positions. You have more kicks than them. You average more tackles than them. Yeah. At the moment, you're probably a more harder working team yep. rather than a systematic team. And systems can be broken by chaos. Mm-hmm. That's the way to beat them. So if you can get the chaos ball into for Richmond and not give them that opportunity to set up behind, you've got yep. a big shot of winning it. Just a good shot Jack Daniels. Oh, I don't know. Tell me about it. Uh, so so I'm, I'm tipping your mob, but uh, if Richmond win, you know, fantastic. Like I said, the winner will come out of this. Uh, the, the grand final winner will come out of this game. Yep, let's move on to the next one. All right, so second game is going to be on the Saturday night. The Brisbane Lions versus the Cats. 
Cats were unstoppable last week. Sensational. Sensational. Like I said, Collingwood tried to do their Melbourne prelim 2018 impersonation, and they did it well. Uh, 7.40 p.m. at the Jabba the Hut. The Lions have that week off. They're playing at home. They Sam Stowe's of last year. They haven't done it this year. They've gone into the prelim. Uh, they did get beaten. Remember earlier in the year, they did get beaten by Geelong on uh, a Thursday night. No one saw that one coming. It was a good uh, yeah. 27 point loss. But then flip it around, similar time last year, they won by a point, um, the Lions. If you look at the two teams and you look at the lineups, uh, the differences between them Brisbane have won their last five, Geelong have won two out, uh, three out of their last five. When it comes to disposals, when it comes to uh, inside 50s, clearances, marks, they're virtually splitting them 50-50. It's going to be a war of attrition. I think that the team, Geelong have more superstars, but I mm-hmm. think Brisbane are a better all-round team. I think if, if, if Danger doesn't have a game like he did last week, mm-hmm. a couple of the lower-end Geelong guys are going to have to come back. And, and yeah. rise, and I don't know whether Danger can do that again because he was since he was far and beyond the best player on that field last week. Yep. You know? Yep. I've got one word, Peps. Yeah. What is it? Speed. I reckon Brisbane's speed is going to make make Geelong look slow. Well, that's normally what happens when you're fast; you make the others yeah. look slow. So I know. As I'm there. saying it, as I'm saying it, I'm thinking. <laughs> But I reckon you've got you've got the likes of Charlie Cameron, Mitch Robertson. You've got all those sort of young, or not young players, but fast players. They've got two big forwards who, mm. if they don't take a mark themselves, the ball is hitting the ground. And you watch bloody Flash, not not Flash Gordon, Flash Cameron, Ooh, pounce, pounce, Flash pounce, Cameron. pounce on anything. The poor man's Aaron center. Davey. Yep. <laughs> he pounces on anything front and centre and snaps it. Like he just, he's there. Yeah, he's, he's I don't here. know who's going to go with him. I don't know who's going to be across the half-forward centre line with Mitch Robinson just being an absolute mongrel. But they've just they've just got speed. Calamarchi and uh, Harris Andrews down back is absolutely carrying it. The Barry boys, Grant Birchall's just doing what he needs to do down back and just slotting it up. Uh, Charlie Cameron is absolutely flogging it. Ellis uh, Yolman, Yolman's been playing great football. Darcy Gardner. But it's even like the Jared Lyons of the world who have just come out of Lincoln McCarthy, McCluggage. Oh, we could go on and on and on about this mob. How could yep. a guy like Lockie Neal have not have touched the ball in the first quarter a couple of weeks ago and come out and do what he did to uh, and virtually almost BOG a game after not doing anything? And then you've got people like Daniel Richards who seems to have been around forever. Yeah. He's just like, if he's within 70, just have yep. a ping, my friend. They're getting a lot of work. They're getting a lot of stuff out of Cam Rayner. Brendan Starsevich has been absolutely sensational. And Zane Zorko, I can go through. I've virtually gone through the list. They've just got winners on every single line. Not as big as Selwood, Ablett, um, and, and Dangerfield, as we mentioned a moment ago. Yeah. But then Geelong, they've got they've got winners. The, the only guns- way the only way that Brisbane will lose this. Yeah. is if they do the high floaty ball into the back line, hoping for a big mark from your Hipwood, your McCluggage, your McStays. If they don't do that and they do that direct style, leading out front, perfect. Do not drop the ball in on top of your forward's head because it's going to get marked by one of 
Geelong three, uh, Backman easy. Yeah. They zone off really well. Can I have a question for you? And, and, sure. and this is a, we we're going to ask get viewers questions, but I think this is the question that um, I've, I've raised it before. Look at the bottom. Look at the sides. Bottom five players. Who is better? Now, mm. if we look at who's got who's better, who's bottom five players are better out of Port Adelaide and Richmond. Yeah. Par for par. I'd probably say that or maybe Richmond's see, I, maybe I'm, Richmond's just I'm, on I'm the experience bi- factor. Yeah, I'm biased though because I still think that we've got a really good rounded team. So I'm biased. Okay. I can't. I can't right. call it. What about Brisbane? What about Brisbane and the Cats? Who's got a better, better bottom, bottom five, bottom six? I'd say, I'd say the Lions have a better bottom five or six. Yeah. Just from yeah. a youth perspective. Yeah. So, more dangerous players. That they more dangerous players. So, but once again, if if Hawkins gets his kicking boots on like he did last week, Gary Rowan gets his kicking boots on again, Dalhouse gets his kicking boots on. Yeah. And they're the but players. they've got Harris Andrews to get through. It's it's tantalising. Andrews versus Andrews versus Hawkins could be a, a, a match in itself. Yeah, and Justin JP's put a comment in here about you know the forgotten players Duncan Guthrie, Menengola, always forgotten guns. Menengola two seasons ago was amazing. He's just been a bit off this year. That's all. Menengola, he was all yeah. Australian this year. Was he the Australian, Australian squad or the twenty-two? Well, you were saying he was off a couple of, a couple of years ago. This year he was off, and he's made at least the All Australian squad. No. I was I thought he a couple of years ago was, was no, that's was, right. But I couldn't. Okay, I stand corrected. It's okay. You're allowed. This to. is a podcast where we can stand corrected. Yeah, we can. We, we do make mistakes. <laughs> Trust me. People have written reviews that we need to get our facts right. Well, don't let a, don't let facts get in the way of a good story. No, You've never said that, all right? But Duncan, I remember a couple of years ago when they played the D's in that elimination final, had an absolute shocker. Go back and watch that one. Mm. And he's just taking his game to another level. Both the Guthrie boys are playing good football. It's just, they're not forgotten sons at all. I think they're getting the kudos that they've deserved over the last couple of years. Definitely from a men and goalies, he has been sensational. So I'm going, I'm going with, I'm going with Brisbane. Okay. Just because it's at home. Yeah. But, don't don't hold me to that. It's they're two tantalising finals, and they could be both very very close. Um, I'm going for Brisbane as well. Okay. So it looks like we're going for a Brisbane Port Adelaide grand final the week after. But looking at mm-hmm. these two teams, if it ended up being a Geelong Richmond, I'd love that as well. Could you imagine G Ablett's last game grand final? Oh. Champagne showers, <laughs> champagne showers. All righty, so uh, let's get into the home straight, okay? Because we've been hard and fast. It's D night. We know you love your D, lace out. It's just how you want your D. A couple of questions that have come off the chat. We're still going through this, so let's go through questions that have come off the chat so far tonight. I'm going to put them up on the screen, and let's go and see uh, what you think uh, about this. First and foremost, question from... Joshy Waymouth, is a is there a better story player wise than the rise of Mark Bixlabs? Please discuss. Uh, this is a Philemon Josh. Yep, Philemon Josh. Yep. Um, is there a better? Um, I'd, oh, look, personally for me, an athlete, an, an, an Australian quality athlete who came into football and is now 
Um, no, I, I love that story. Jim Steins beats them all. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Apparently, Daisy Pierce is the new ass coach at Melbourne. <clears throat> um, good. Good. Nothing wrong with that. Yep. If, if that if that is the role that she can fit and fill, hmm. good for her. I mean, she's been around Melbourne for a while. I guess you never know until you give someone a go. Hmm. I reckon she'd be a good assistant coach. I'm thinking that's what he's saying. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, interesting one uh, from Joel Michael Smith to the D's. Would you offer him three years at thirty-two peps? Uh, yeah, I would actually. And here's the reason why. You've got to remember he's only been playing for ten years. He think he started his career a lot later. I think he came in at twenty-two, and so his body isn't beaten up, and he's been playing on the wing. Now, I must admit, I did play a fair bit of footy on the wing. You don't. You, you don't. You don't get hit a lot, especially if you were as quick as me. You tend to run away from opposition players and they wouldn't get near. Justin Parker, you're on the chat. You'll be able to agree with that. Ross Bartlett as well. Uh, his body wouldn't be too banged up. He hasn't lost an inch of his speed. And it's exactly what we need. Now, you've got to give something to get something. But you're also going to be bringing a, per- a person across who's played in three flags. He's got that experience. It worked with It worked with Hodge. Worked with Mitchell. Birchall's up there at the moment. Why wouldn't you bring someone? Lewis did it for the D's. I have no issue. You've got to pay the money to someone, and I'd rather have someone like this who is a known commodity, and he wouldn't cost you a lot either. I'd definitely have him there. There's a lot of there's a lot worse players that we could pick up. You know, at least it's a, it's a known commodity. Is it the best commodity? Probably not, but. Is he going to be better than number 42 on the list? Damn right he would be. So definitely would take him. Okay. All righty. right. Next one is, will Shane Edwards be best on ground in the final? Ross Bartlett's brought this one up. (laughs) I think Ross Bartlett is like the number one ticket holder for Shane Edwards, isn't he? Oh, he loves him. He he loves him. Every time I see him, he goes, uh, Peps, your dad still has me for the Tats Lotto ticket. He, He and the old man have a bet every time. Uh, fullback, fullbacks don't win Norm Smiths. Uh, Brian Lake, hundred to one. Oh yeah, true. Forgot that one, didn't you? Rightio, and uh, Gary Ez. Oh, he won, he won two. My time. I wasn't even born. I think when he won that one. Uh, I was. One of them was against my mob. All right. So <laughs> here's Roscoe. By the way, don't tell us that we don't win. We're not an investment here for you all. Roscoe's saying take Lynch at seven to one into Master of Wine for the Caulfield Cup at seventy to one. If that comes in. We will broadcast nude next week. <laughs> we will broadcast nude. I don't know anything about horse racing, so I hope Master and Wine is a terrible horse because no one wants to see that next week. I, I hope it is because if I'm getting sevens into 70 and I've got 10 on that and I win, it won't matter what I do, mate. I'll be able to pay my fines off. <laughs> All right, all right. Next question that's come in um, from uh, let's let's just see. Uh, oh, one comment from Oti. Oti's come in with Geelong have been there, done that. Mental toughness. Don't know how you can say that, Oti. Uh, they've got a record. What's what's Geelong's record in finals? It's now it's five like, and sixteen. Five and sixteen. Hmm. They were going to rename them the Stozers. We've spoken about this over the last number of weeks, Ian. Uh, they aren't that tough when it comes to, to finals. They're actually quite the opposite. 
there's a bit of a difference at the moment. And having that win last week, they were very, very good against um, Collingwood. I don't know whether that said more about Collingwood and the travel factor because they just looked very lethargic. Uh, but everybody's... Who, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? All right. Uh, here we go. Ross is the new Mick Malloy. <laughs> yeah, but Mick's funny. Moving on. Uh, all righty. Uh, that's it. I think we're, 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 we're pretty much going to be closing this one up, mate. Anything that you want to finish off with? Anything that you want to, um, you know, the final thoughts? You, give us your final thoughts. You know, it's, we're another day closer to the big game. I don't, I, I don't live in Metro Melbourne anymore. So I am, I am out in regional Victoria. So I think I might catch up and have a beer with my Richmond supporting brother. Yep. And watch the game together. Yep. And if things go wrong or right, one of us will be happy. And that's the best way to celebrate it. For Port Adelaide, win or lose, yep. it's been an amazing year from our first podcast when we spoke about Ken Hinckley saying that why why not us and why can't we were in the premiership and we both sort of looked at each other and had a laugh. It's been an amazing year. So whatever comes from it, I am absolutely stoked for this year. I've been loving it. Um just a bit of a – actually, there's other one, one more topic that I'll have to, to quickly bring up before we, oh, we yeah. wrap up tonight. Sure. By the way, uh, the actual scenario is Master of Wine is 10 to 1 at Lynch at 7, brings it to 70s. No. All right, so just put that in your multi. All right. <laughs> Sunday night, the first ever virtual Brownlow medal count. Who's going to be taking Charlie home, in your humble opinion? Oh, Listeners – Viewers, leave a comment. Who is going to be taking Charlie home Sunday night? I hope as exciting as the All-Australian squad announcement. That had me on the edge of my seat. That was so enthralling. Yeah, well, you know what? There's You've got you know, Bokies in there with a big chance. Could He's you not going to win it. Come on, we know that. Has Lockie Neal got it in the bag? I probably think so. Will he get beaten by Christian Petrarca? Definitely not. What about Shy Bolton? De- no. Will Ollie Wines pull a vote? Yes, Ollie Wines will pull 17. Uh, will Jack Steele get more votes than Clayton Oliver? Oh. No. Will Nick Nat get more votes than Max Gorn and Todd Goldstein combined? No. Oh. No. Will Jack Steele melt under the pressure? Saying that you're saying that aviation fuel can't not steal. If a if a North Melbourne player wins the Brownlow, will the Brownlow medal request a trade? <laughs> um, I don't think. I think that I think that they'd probably walk through the door and get delisted. Will Essendon's Zoom account uh, request a trade, but be denied by uh, Adrian Dodoro? <laughs> Possibly, or Dodoro will ask for Google and Apple in return. Will the virtual red carpet be sponsored by YouPorn? Oh, I hope so. Okay. And uh, who's looking forward to the virtual PowerPoint presentation that normally gets sent out the next day after the Brello regarding all the red carpet fashions? Hands up. Mate. Yep. Me, 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 me. Email. Email. It'll be the WhatsApp. It'll be WhatsApp. 
you know what you know, it always happens at about sort of three o'clock in the afternoon. Cowboy. <laughs> um, Neil will get more votes than Adelaide. <laughs> I think I think Neil will get more votes than the people in Adelaide. Oh, poor Adelaide. Oh, don't worry about it. Uh, GWS, don't worry about them. Swans. It's actually it's been a really nice night just to you know sort of free ball it tonight. We had a few things that we wanted to chat about, but it was just a, it was D night. It was D night tonight. We, we had D on the mind, and uh-huh. it's because it's big D night. All the questions have been answered. Alrighty. Hey, um, listeners, we have two more shows ready for this season. Next week, we're going to be our grand final preview. So we're really, really looking forward to that one. Uh, and then we're going to be doing our review of the AFL grand final to, to tie up the season as well, too. So we've got two big shows uh, finishing off for the season. But I have a little announcement. Uh, I have secured our next uh, chat with series. And I've been able to organise it, and I'm massively pumped for this. I'm actually going to have a chat to one of the AFL gold umpires who officiated the 2008 AFL Grand Final, which his name is Peter Nastasi. If you don't know Peter, he's the big, massive guy with the big, massive chest who was always doing these ones. Right, big, massive unit. Going to have a chat to him about, obviously, his career, but what he can recall from that day, because that was a perfect example of a team going into a grand final up against a mob that had only lost one game for the year and creating history and and his thoughts on the day and and everything about that. So I can't wait to release that one for you. Hopefully by next week. I've just got a few more things to do with that one, but I can't wait to share that one with you because that is going to be an absolute ball terror of a a conversation because it's not often that you get to not to speak with a premiership player, which we did with Ted Richards last year, and I'll I'll put that one up again, but also being able to have a chat to somebody who – Got to see grand final from probably the best seat in the house between the big sticks. Can't wait to share that with you. But you know what? We've got two games of football this week. It's the best sport in the world. Congratulations to the AFL for getting us this far. We've got three games left in the season. Let's before just before you wrap it up. Oh, before oh. you wrap it up, yep. I got one question. It literally slipped my mind until now, Peps. Oh, man, I was going home. I was going I home. Yeah, what is you it? Can answer two. You can answer very quickly. Razor Ray dropped for us the final series. Yeah, apparently he did a quad. Oh, okay. So it's not like a big controversial thing about his bouncing. About his bouncing. Who cares? He's a flog. Oh, okay. I, I knew you'd have that answer. Oh, I was he's just a flog. asking you. He's a flog. When he, when really? an umpire makes umpire should be seen and not heard. That's very it. He's very experienced. No, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> so so was Jenna Jamison, but you wouldn't put her in the front of hundred thousand people to do grand final day either. You, you would come on a lecture. All right. Hey, J-Dog, uh, good luck this week, mate. Uh, from everybody here in the Lace Out family, have a cracking week. Preliminary final week, my friend. It's Lace Out because that's how you want your footy. Have a great week, and we'll see you next Tuesday with our grand final preview. More drinks. Yeah, Woo. and Justin Parker just called you a knobhead. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to our latest episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. I'm your host, Chris Pepper, and with Jamie Wallace, we give you your footy how you want it. Ice out.